0: This episode is brought to you by Creative Edge Publicity. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. I am so glad that you are spending just a small part of your day with myself, Kim Lingling, your host, and my special guest. Anne Charles. She is a USA Today bestselling author with a BA in English with an emphasis on creative writing from the University of Washington. She writes spicy, award-winning mysteries full of mayhem, adventure, comedy, and suspense. She writes the Deadwood Mystery Series, Jackrabbit Junction Mystery Series, Dig Sight Mystery Series, Deadwood Undertaker Series with her husband Sam Lucky, and the AC Silly Circus Mystery Series. Her Deadwood Mystery Series has won multiple national awards. She is a member of Sisters in Crime and Western Writers of America, and she's currently toiling away on her next book, wishing that she was on a Mexican beach with an ice cold Corona in one hand and a book in the other. When she's not dabbling in fiction, she is arm wrestling with her two kids, attempting to seduce her husband and arguing with her sassy cats. Ann, welcome to Let Fear Bounce. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Kim. Thanks for having me on. This is going to be fun. It is going to be fun. I've been looking forward to this. Now, you were a guest on my television show, The Right Stuff, not too long ago, so it's really fun to catch up with you and see what you've been doing in the months that's been in between here. So right. let us know, what if, if you are working on something new, let us know what you're working on.
1: Well, uh, I just finished working on a novella for the Jackrabbit series. It's a, it's a Christmas story type of novella and uh, it's called jackrabbit jingle balls and it's it's crazy just like the rest of the jackrabbit series that is not you know the normal everyday sleuthy type of of, of series at all it's it's a mix of adventure and it's a mix of just pure craziness Um, very edgy very um, all over the board and 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 this plays right along with it. They're they're starting out with um, before a couple of days before Christmas, and it's their mom's bridal shower that's a couple de- a couple months late. But they're finally doing it, and their crazy younger sister who's pregnant and a little wacky because of it. She booked it, and the only place she could get it was the local strip club. So it just starts right out of the gate with with the insanity and the fun. And the nettiness, but at the same time, you know, there's there's a, a theme underlying with about family, about divorce. I actually dedicated this to all those who have weathered a divorce, whether you've done it yourself, whether you're the child of the divorce, whether your siblings, you know, your best friend, anyone who's been around one that's a rocky divorce knows it's not an easy thing. There's a lot of craziness. There's a lot of hurt feelings. So mixed in with the humor on this book. Um, is, you know, that there was this divorce that happened with their parents and their dads come into town. So uh, emotions are running high with their mother. And so it's just kind of wild and crazy fun. So the goal is to have fun. But then, uh, you know, I just can't write a book without having something underneath it that's got, you know, a a theme of some sort. And, you know, and, and in this series, it's always family. So.
0: That sounds awesome. Jackrabbit Jingle Balls. Love the title. Um.
1: (laughs) Yes. And don't look up Jingle Balls online. I really, I say that in my dear reader letter. Please don't go Googling Jingle Balls. You will see things that you'll think, oh, I should never have looked that up.
0: (laughs) All right. So you heard it here, folks. Do not go Googling Jingle Balls (laughs) by itself. Make sure you put Jackrabbit in front of it. Yes. (laughs) So you, oh, this is um, you had mentioned off mic that this is currently on pre order.
1: Yes, it is out. The ebook is ready. Is pre order. The print book is ready. We just, uh, if you ever behind the scenes, you don't set up a, a print book pre order through Amazon. You just have to hit print you know, and ready to go live. So we have that ready. And my narrator um, that I work with for this series, Lisa Larson, is currently doing the audio version right now of it so that we're hoping to have it out in December. Now, uh, anyone who works uh, as an author works with Audible knows there's a delay there. So it may not make it to Audible in time, but it will be in other locations. It will be out there as well. So it's going to be a fun release.
0: Yeah. And how fun that you're making it Audible too.
1: Yeah, I just it we had the time fortunately. I really wanted it to be a month earlier, but life has been happening on the outside, you know, as as it does for so many of us. And I fell a month behind in getting everything done. So we're we're still getting it out, just not, you know, I wanted to be more put together and coasting through Christmas, eating cookies and loving life, you know, <laughs> instead of my hair crazy and all red eyed. But you know, it's a normal Christmas. Red That's right. iceberg, I was going to yeah. say,
0: isn't that normal? <laughs> exactly. It is for me, anyway. Yeah. So tell us, share us with a little bit with uh, myself and the listeners a bit about your writing journey. Now, you've been writing for years and you raised two kids while you were writing. Share a little bit about that journey.
1: Yes. I, I started back in the mid 90s, trying to, you know, and wrote some stories and trying to make this all happen. But I didn't actually quit my day job till 2013. So to give you a feel of it wasn't, I'm going to write a book, and it's going to be a hit, and it's going to be wonderful, and so on and so forth. In between about, geez, it's a 20 year span there, there was a lot of writing and rewriting trying new books trying to you know improve my craft learning marketing along the way because i i learned early on that it's really important even for fiction authors to start building a platform and start getting out there and and doing some things just to prepare to release a new book you know even as a new author and at the same time um divorcing my first husband meeting my second getting married finishing college I did the 10-year plan for the four-year degree many of you know that route so (laughs) um finishing that degree working uh, get having kids you know and fitting all that within that 20 years while I still kept trying to write and trying to build this dream thing I had of being this author where I sat, you know, at my desk and looked out the window and wrote these wonderful stories. And it was going to be, you know, that, that dream, that dream life. But then I quit my day job, went full-time in 2013 and in about six months had a full realization how hard this new career was. And that where I used to write books, you know, it was, it was for a purpose, but for fun kind of now it, had to be every book had to get written. You have to keep doing this. This is now a career, and without product, nothing happens. So, you know, there was a big shift in that. Realize, realization that oh no, what have I done? You know, and I still joke with my husband that about the time of a book release, when I want to hide under the bed. I I tell him, I think I'm going to go apply at McDonald's. Um, You know, I worked fast food when I was, you know, a kid. I'm going to, I'm going back to that. It was easier. All I have to argue with is is the manager. So I'll work the window. That'll give me a challenge. (laughs) I, I don't know how those people do that. Remember everything at work, the window, that seems so challenging to my, my brain. So anyway, yeah, we, we have this whole thing. And then he, you know, says you do this, you know, every time. So <laughs> let's get through it. Here's a drink, you know, let's, let's, and we'll get going again. So it's, it's a challenge and, and raising kids, is a huge challenge to add into it. And I know many writers who in the past, they had kids and they did just fine. They scheduled themselves. These are my writing hours. Kids don't bug me. You know, this is how it goes. And I would like to tell you that I'm one of those writers, but I'm so not. I really, you know, if my kids come home from school, I want to be there. I want to know what's going on. It was when they were little kids, I wanted to be there helping them along the way, because I knew the time was fleeting that they would be in this stage, and I wanted to enjoy it. But at the same time, I was there are times when I wanted to go. Okay, we've spent this time together. Now you can go to your room and play. But that <laughs> that didn't work that way, you know. And my husband, fortunately, we we're both stay-at-home, work-at-home parents, so we really were able to juggle and both share in the duties. But it's anyone who has little kids knows you can't really just shut that off, right. unless you leave the house or the premises, right? right. <laughs> and then you don't hear the crying and the screaming from your partner <laughs> or the kids.
0: <laughs> well, I like how you mentioned that you're not one of those people that's organized. These are the hours I write. These are the hours I do this. These are the hours I do this. Because I'm not that way either. And it's just been in the last 12 months that I'm uh, working from home full time now. Right. And I had the same vision of myself mm-hmm. you know oh i'm gonna get up fired up for the day i'm gonna be in front of my computer i'm gonna have a candle burning and i'm gonna be writing like amazing things and you know i'll do it from this time to this time and it's never the same time every day uh, you yeah. know and some days i'll sit at the computer and i'll look at what i wrote the day before and i'll be going i'm just not feeling that today
1: <laughs> yes exactly you know and
0: then i'll be like oh you know call my dog and say, let's go for a walk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's go do something. Yeah, yeah, it really, um, I I really am amazed and wowed by those people that do 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 that. They're very regimented, they're they're good at that. And I thought maybe I'd be left brain enough to handle that. But it turns out that I'm really in the middle and my right brain has a lot of pull and it sometimes likes to watch, um, you know, Lucille Ball in the morning. (laughs) And that's just how it's gonna go. It's, no, we really re- we need to watch this episode because we haven't seen this one. Right? You know, right. so you know, I, I, it's just you. You really have to work at that, being constantly motivated, and it's easy for life to run you off the rails.
0: Yes, it is. I agree, and I'm sure that you, as well as myself. Hey, life has come and shoved you off the rails, like you just said. And you're like, whoa, hey, what in the world just happened? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I have found that when that happens, a couple months or whatever down the road, sometime in the future, that'll pop back in my head. And then that gives me something to write about. A A whole story will pop in my head about it.
1: Yes, I agree. Life, I, I think, for many of us, you know that that crazy life interfering is necessary to continue coming up with fresh new stuff. And there are so many things I've written in stories that seem crazy, but they've happened in real life, you know. And and I'll you know tell story. Oh yeah, that really happened to me. And people will be like, Oh, you're kidding me. That couldn't have happened. Oh no. I've met some people <laughs> along the way and they're entertaining and we've had some odd things occur. So, yeah, um, I think that life needs to happen for a lot of us to continue to get that creative juices. And and many of uh, many author will tell you that there's nothing better than people watching. We live in this uh, where I live. We have a, a section of town that has a lot of rehabs. And it's wonderful. People are getting back on their feet, but in the process, they go to the grocery store in their pajamas a lot of times. So I love to shop at that store because I feel like this is real life. This is the real deal. This is people struggling, getting themselves, you know, back on their feet. And they're not always there because many days I'm not on my feet either. So I really like to go shopping where there are people that have had some you know interesting things going on and and choose to dress that way because i think it makes me feel more normal too you know and and many authors will tell you we think we're a little crazy because the voices in the head so there i i feel like i can i can fit in and nobody's going to judge me cuz i did wear my pajamas today too so
0: <laughs> i think okay as a creative because as you're talking It's so, it parallels a lot of how my brain works. I love to people watch, I will often come up with full life stories for someone I see just walking. Mm -hmm. You know, I have like a, a, maybe a 12 to 15 second look at them. And then later I'll be like, I've got this whole story I can make up about that. You know, how their life, what their life is about. But my, my creative part is always doing something like that. I, I write a lot of short stories. That's that's kind of my thing. I like doing, you know, like three to five thousand words. I like doing those kind of short stories and really packing a punch in them. Right. But I'm working. I've been working for a long time on something that's kind of a passion of mine, but it's hit and miss. And it's it's all about wood sprites and fairies that live in the forest.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I've got an entire village. They've got names. I know what they look like. I know what they're wearing. And you know, this whole other life in my head that I carry around with me all the time. Do you have that with your characters? You've got many series going Mm -hmm. on. Do you have that? Do they, they almost become like they're real people, part of your daily life and you think about them or do you even talk to them? Because I find myself talking to the Wood Sprites (laughs) a lot of times.
1: (laughs) yes yes i have um this wonderful lady diane garland who takes care of um she keeps track of my story worlds for me and sends me the the uh links to the big database it's microsoft OneNote. she keeps me up on how many characters i've i've written total you know that i've put on the page and and i'm over well over 500 now and i like to think of it as i've it's a town, I'm building a small town, you know, I grew up in a town of 1200 people. So I've got I'm halfway there. And, and yeah, like you said, there's always people that well, so and so would do this. Well, I bet Oh, here's an idea for this, you know, and this is how this would happen. Or, you know, Violet Parker would answer you this way, you know, and So, yeah, and I always think, and and it's going to be the same with you, when we're really old, I I think maybe I'll never, I won't be lonely because all these people in my head who I probably will think are real by that time. And so I'll just kind of go into my head maybe and just, and yeah, my daughter will think I'm nuts, but I'll really be like, no, I'm just in here playing around hanging out with my people.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I found my people.
1: (laughs) These are my people. Exactly.
0: That time you can fully embrace your craziness.
1: Right. Right. Then it's okay. That's right. (laughs) She wrote books. She's crazy. Yeah. Don't listen to her. She she makes up people.
0: Do you find being a writer and being a creative? Yeah. Um, and most people, actually most authors I've spoken to, they're all very creative, whether they write fiction or nonfiction. And they have very creative minds and very deep thinkers. Um, And all of them have had some sort of traumatic event happen in in their life. And they're, for the majority of them, are incredibly empathetic. I have noticed that creatives, especially writers, just because that's the realm I'm in, are very empathetic and have had some sort of big event that was life-altering happen. Does that pertain to you as well as a... Yes, um...
1: I I agree. I'm uh, like you. I'm, I'm, this is probably like you. I'm always trying to figure out people's what, what was your thinking behind this and what's going on in your head. And if you're reacting a certain way, let's think about what could cause that, you know, and try to help you if it's, if it's something bad, deal with it. So in that way, yes, I, I do think that's part of us, uh, creating character, you know, and, and building these people, but I did, and this goes back to, um, Jackrabbit Jingle Balls, the release that's coming out. My parents divorced when I was just three, three, three and a half, somewhere in there, and it was not a wonderful, fun, nice, polite, everybody stays in their corner type of divorce. It was there were four kids at stake. There was some big knockdown, drag out, crazy, yelling fights. It was, it was hard, and I was only three and a half, so. I don't have the memories like my older siblings do of those, you know, what was going on clearly, but I remember feelings and all this. There's a lot of residual stuff that came off that. I don't like to be left behind, even to go to the store. Don't leave me behind. That's because we kept getting shifted from parent to parent and I was the youngest and I did not want to be left away from my siblings. You know, don't leave me here. And then I tend to say, I'm sorry a lot. And I think it comes from that as a child, you're, you're, you know, and then one of my earliest memories is, um, my wonderful stepmother, I had wonderful step-parents. So good things came of this, giving me a bath and using a special shampoo. Cause my hair was falling out. And so she had me sit, I had to sit there with a shampoo in my hair for like 15 minutes and the tub would get cold. So yeah, there was a huge thing that went early on. And um, I had an ex sister-in-law who once told me and, and a sibling that, boy, you guys should really go to counseling. And we're like, Now, why we just we deal with it through humor, we deal with it through um, creative means, and we handle that. And we talk, you know, we laugh about stuff, and we talk. And so we get our counseling that way. But I do think that can really, unfortunately, it can really help, you know, a person dig deep. And I had heard a comedian once say that so much of comedy comes from tragedy, and I, I get that um, some of my most tragic things that have happened in my life. I find humor now in it, you know, and we can I can laugh about it. But and when bad things are happening, I always say, oh, I'll laugh about this in a year.
0: I hope right. <laughs> I right. hope it's a year. <laughs> Do you find yourself with a dark sense of humor? Because I know I have a dark sense of humor.
1: Very dark. And that was my first book that we I, I published was nearly departed in Deadwood. And in it, little girls, little nine-year-old girls are going missing. It's not like, oh, it's going to be happily ever after. It's, it's scary. And there's a lot of darkness and these are kids, you know, and I had a early interviewer say, how can you include so much humor? Cause there's a lot of humor in the story. And how can you put so much humor with such a dark, horrible, you know, subject and I said, I think I learned early on that the best way to handle something like that is through humor. It doesn't mean you're not sensitive to what's happening or you're ignoring it. It's you're dealing with it and you're finding ways to keep living in spite of this tragedy that's going on. So, yeah, I think I'm I'm very much dark, and I often say, you know, people say, "Do you write cozy mysteries?" And I'll say, "No, no, 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 I, I don't write cozies. Mine are gritty." I'm, I'm pretty far from that. So if you're expecting, you know, those wonderful quilt mysteries or cookie store or something, don't read my books. <laughs> um, you know, and I'll, I'll joke sex, drugs and rock and roll, baby, you know, but but yeah, it's it's there's a grit to it because that's how my humor works like yours. So see, that's why we we could have so much fun together.
0: That's you're right. Imagine. Imagine the story we could come up with if we oh, collaborated.
1: We would laugh and laugh and yes. And then we'd go, "Oh, that can't be in there." No, That's no, right. no, no. You
0: know, maybe That's too much. Maybe we, maybe we went into a little cross that line on that one. Exactly. So tell us where No, okay, now I mentioned numerous series that you have. What was it? Four or five different mystery series you've you have written? Five, yeah. So how many books in each series? At least 3 I'm assuming.
1: I'm working towards that the silly circus series that was a, a that was something that came in because I was in a kindle world and then um, they shut that down and I had to write a second and I want to write a third and um, I it those are novellas so but that's lower on on I think of them as planes on the runway and that plane's still just sitting at the gate loading up yeah. um, but I, I do have most of my series Deadwood has 12 now Um, with five shorts that go with it that cover fill in backstory stuff jackrabbit i'm working on the sixth full-length novel with and now i have two shorts that go with that uh the dig site series has just two and i've been wanting to write the third and so have many many readers <laughs> going come on it's been years but it just didn't i couldn't get it with what i needed to do with deadwood because they all are from the same world for the most part so there's a time factor that i have to figure in with when books fall but i am going to write the dig site series the third one um in 2022 and then the undertaker series we're working on my husband and i are working on four, the fourth full length, but we do have three with the Christmas novella. So yeah, there's multiples in each.
0: And all of these books can be found on Amazon and numerous other online platforms, I'm assuming.
1: Yes, I am. Why the only one I have the Jackrabbit Junction series currently in Kindle Unlimited for now, it will come off in 2022. But you can get the printed book and from you can get anything from my store. So uh, my online store, but yeah, otherwise I'm wide on all the different distributors in audio ebook and and in print.
0: Awesome. So you mentioned, which one did you just mention was on Kindle Unlimited?
1: Jackrabbit Junction Mystery Series. The main novellas in that one are are in Kindle Unlimited.
0: Okay. I, are any of the other books going to go or any of the other series going to go on Kindle Unlimited?
1: Not at this time. I don't have plans. I just wanted to try that with the Jackrabbit series for a year while I was doing some Deadwood work. Uh, I really have readers that are off on all platforms. So when I go to Kindle Unlimited, it does, you know, take a chunk of people that can't, you know, have to figure out a different way to get it if they want it. And it doesn't make them happy. So I try to stay wide as much as I can to reach as many people as, as, you know, can get it in whatever format
0: awesome I, I i have kindle unlimited and i love it i enjoy it because i have the option to buy either paperback or do the unlimited
1: oh really see yeah. i have not i have not done it so i don't know from that side of it and i try to learn from readers how they use it and in different ways and and it may be in time that i put a few books of the Deadwood series on and then for three months and take them off and keep doing that but right now i'm just kind of i'm waiting to pull the jackrabbit off and i think I probably won't even pull it off until March of next year. So it's going to be on there a little bit longer that series, but then it will come when I get the sixth book out so that it's available wide to everybody along with the sixth
0: book. So why don't you share with our listeners you had mentioned um, on your store, uh, if you've got a website or something like that, and we will have all of this in the show notes folks, but, and why don't you share with the folks where they can find you and where they can find your books?
1: Sure. And and I also want to mention really quick, we have a Catawampus Christmas Carol. It was out in an ebook and print last year. And now it's going to be out in audio. And it has all these extra fun sound effects that the narrator put in. So it's really great, fun Christmas time stuff. And that will be available on Find Away and everywhere, um, as well as my store. So ww.ancharles.com, and that is my website. And from there, there's a books page where you can go see all the links to the different ver- You know, different versions and whatnot, and where you can get them. And there is also on the main page the Ann Charles store that is a button you can click and you can go to my store where I'll send you autograph books or you can buy ebooks and all that good stuff.
0: Oh, awesome. They can get autograph books. Folks, you got to go head on over to her website, man. Check it all out. Check out everything that she's worked on over the years because she's got a lot of books. That's a lot (laughs) of books in all those series really exciting about the Catawampus the cr- Christmas audio one coming. That's exciting stuff. I want to check that one out myself just because it sounds really fun. And looking forward to anything new that you're rolling out uh, in this new year that's quickly, quickly coming upon us. Um, I know.
1: Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. 2022. I know. That's it's crazy. It's, uh, it
0: is. It is crazy. It feels straight. The last two years seems like they have flown by.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't blink in 2022 or we'll be in 2025 already. (laughs)
0: Right. right? And then we'll be that much older. I know. Exactly. And Wiser and wiser. Of course. We will be wiser. Yes. You better believe it. (laughs) Say it with conviction and I'll believe it myself. Yep. (laughs) Well, and thank you so much for spending a part of your day with me today and for sharing your story with my listeners. This has been awesome it's always a joy to talk to you. And I love hearing about what you're working on and what might be coming coming up down the road. So have a wonderful holiday season. And thank you so much once again for being my guest on Let Fear Bounce.
1: Thank you for having me.